Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Playbook Project, and I am your host tonight, Tracy Brown, the startup strategist, the founder of the Girlfriend Experience, and yes, that voice on Behind Your Dollar. If you hear the excitement in my voice and you've been here through the last three plays, then you can truly understand why I am excited. I'm excited because we started off with prayer, and we understand that prayer is the aspect code to heaven. And then in the second play, we talked about position, and we knew that position dealt with posture, development, responsibility, and accountability. And, oh, my God, last week, the process, the process, many of us don't want to go through the process, but we understood that it was a recall and don't fight the process. We understood that we had to go back to the basics. We had to change and shift our mindset, and we understood that Partial disobedience was still disobedience. I don't know about you, but I am looking forward to what's coming up tonight. See, tonight we're talking about passion and purpose. And, you know, I I can introduce her to some of you, but many of you that know her know her by AC and Cozy. See, she's a creative businesswoman. She's a wellness coach. She's an entrepreneur at heart. You know, she's the founder of well, Another Vessel Enterprise, like which actually is a business image consulting I firm. I don't know about you, but Anne Cozy is just an awesome person. See, her whole yeah, thing is I'll that she wants to empower right people to live their dreams and build a profitable business. So I would just like to take this moment to introduce Anne to some of you and those that you know. You just ask, okay. Those so of you I'm that know her, out. just grab your playbooks and sit back and relax. Anne Cozy? Good evening, Sister Tracy. Good evening, all of my sisters in business that have accepted this call to get in the game. I am so um, humbled, uh, however excited, if you can't tell already, that give you the next strategy um, for for this um, for this uh, game that we're in, for this playbook um, that has been uh, developed. And so, um, without any further ado, I'm just going to start off um, with a with a joke. <laughs> Most of you uh, or those that know me know that I love to laugh. It's actually one of my gifts. It's actually one of my passions. It actually um, calms me down and and gives me the opportunity to not take myself um, as all of that, you know, just to laugh at myself sometimes. So the title of this joke is, is When God Answers. And this is actually a true story. Um, Recently, I challenged myself to stay away from Dunkin' Donuts, their sweet vanilla hot coffee, okay, uh, for at least 90 days. So I altered my drive out of my community to to avoid passing Dunkin' Donuts because it's actually at the corner of one side of my community. And so this morning, I accidentally drove that way. (laughs) 
And as I approached it by habit, I turned in. And so I felt that it wasn't an accident. So I prayed, Lord, it's up to you. If you want me to have this delicious coffee, create a parking spot for me directly in front of Dunkin' Donuts. And sure enough, on the third time that I went around, there was a parking spot right in the front of Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> what are we doing? God is so good. He is so good. So this play, this strategy that I'm going to give you all this evening is um, passion and purpose, relative to passion and purpose, right? And I actually entitled it Finding Your Passion Versus Finding Your Purpose, and you'll find out more soon. But I'm just going to start out with a quote by Mark Twain. Most of you have heard it, I am very sure, which is the most important days in your life are the days that you are born and the day that you find out why. So my first question to you is if, in fact, you believe that Right now, without a shadow of a doubt, that you're doing what you're absolutely meant to do with your life. And the message that I'm about to share with you is actually not about finding your passion, finding your purpose, but rather is it about, it's about proving which of the two is more important at the end of the day. So we know that passion is a noun. It's a strong feeling of enthusiasm or excitement for something or about doing something, right? I actually don't believe that finding your passion in life is the answer to lasting happiness. I don't even think it would be the answer to many of our problems. Well, that is the answer to many of our problems. You see, I did myself a favor many years ago, and I stopped fretting over figuring out what I'm passionate about and pursuing it with all my might because that pursuit distorted my vision. And then this saying, figure out what you're passionate about and then pursue it, I believe is the advice that is flaunted by too many people, too many supposed Internet gurus, as a matter of fact. I actually believe the statement, pursue your passion in life, is the most misguided advice from people who are still searching for it themselves. You see, I believe that passion changes with the wind. I believe that what we're interested in and fascinated by today will probably bore us tomorrow. Passions are hobbies. They're temporary. They don't pay the bills or change people's lives. Focusing on our passion rather than the primary purpose in life, is self-serving, it's egotistical, and selfish. It's a lot more than that. But I'm trying to keep it short and sweet right here. And I know that some of you are probably already saying, what in the world is AC talking about? Well, focusing on finding our passion means that it's all about me, 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 ah, ah. Well, really, it's supposed to be about other people, right? I actually believe that we'll never be more happy 
when we're serving other people and helping other people in their daily lives, actually being the hands and feet of Christ here on earth is where true satisfaction resides. And remember the Lord, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. When Acts 20.35 states that he said, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. You see, for a long time I followed my passions. I made decisions based on what I was passionate about. Since I believed that if I had a strong, compelling emotion towards something, I could fuel that into a meaningful, successful work. The problem was I was passionate about a lot of things. And at the top of my list was helping others. In what capacity, I never did really pinpoint at that time. But there were other top contenders that evoked my zeal as well, like line dancing, living a fun, healthy, and meaningful lifestyle, as well as being another vessel that God would use to actually pour passion, purpose, and confidence and prosperity into other people. So maybe a diverse set of passions is a good thing, but it also baffled me. So I asked myself the question, which path do I choose? And I chose helping people live a, a healthy lifestyle and business and careers. The idea of passion. We're In the idea of passion, we're consistently and constantly told to follow it, to dig and find out what really makes us tick. Just as the continual pursuit of happiness. We're told to do what makes us happy, to love what we do, to remember that we only live once. And I say, we live day by day. However, we only die once. But I'd argue that instead of happiness, which can be fleeting, we should search for meaning which actually endures. Instead of going after passion, compelling emotions, we should go after purpose, the real reason why we're here. You see, passion is subjective, while purpose is objective. And passion is vulnerable to fluctuating human emotions, with purpose is more spiritual. So my advice, my first advice to you is to stop worrying about finding your passion. And instead, actually do the things you're currently excited about. In fact, why not change the momentum of finding your passion into finding your purpose? Purpose, we know, is also a noun. It's the reason for which something exists or is done or made or used. One of my favorite quotes is by a gentleman by the name of Herman Hesse. Some of you may have heard of him. And it states, what could I say to you that would be of value except that perhaps you seek too much, that as a result of your seeking, you cannot find? Newsflash. Okay, wait for it. <laughs> Finding your purpose in life is intensely more important to your joy and happiness than figuring out what your passion is could ever be. Your purpose in life is why you are breathing right now. 
So inhale and exhale. We are here for a reason. Purpose is actually the ability to understand why we're here on earth for such a short period of time. Purpose is the ability to not only figure out what, but figure out why. And when we find purpose, there is no longer a separation between work and life. When we find purpose, we find flow. When we find purpose, it's almost impossible to answer the question why you do what you do. Because the answer is simply, how could I not? I strongly believe that purpose trumps passion every time. No question about it. We are created and designed with a purpose in mind, and we're alive right now to fulfill that purpose. In fact, why don't we just go ahead and stop harnessing our passion to achieve a greater purpose? That could be the greatest thing that we do this evening. And how we find purpose is a different type of challenge. Purpose becomes available once we truly open ourselves up to the world, accepting what we're meant to do as we go through life, experiencing the beautiful, raw, painful, at times and intense moments of time, finding instead of seeking means becoming vulnerable to challenge, uncomfortable situations, and feats outside of our comfort zone. Finding means failing a billion times before we succeed. Finding means going after all of the things that we're zealous about in order to get to the real end goal, which is our purpose. And I'm going to share with you all today, this evening, how I actually found my purpose or identified my purpose. So I was married. I married my high school sweetheart. We were married for 20 years and had three beautiful children. And now we have a grandchild. And after 20 years of marriage, one morning I woke up And it was over. And at the time, and for many years, I felt like I woke up one morning and my marriage was over. But really, it had ended long before that. But neither one of us wanted to actually believe it. So we did nothing to revive it. We just let it in. And so for years, I was in bondage, the bondage of shame, bondage of guilt. And then (laughs) I was in the midst of a major identity crisis. I didn't have a clue who I was because For 25-plus years, I was Sarita Jackie and Scott's mother and Scott's wife. That's who I was. That's what I did. 
and I had joy in that. I never considered anything else except for going to work <laughs> to get a paycheck, okay? That was it. And so one morning I woke up, and after 10 years of being divorced, one morning I woke up, and I was free. I was free indeed. My breakthrough had come. And just like I thought that one morning I woke up and my marriage was over, I thought one morning I woke up and I was free. But that was actually not the truth. It was a very, very painful process. It was a very painful process. Day by day. One morning I would get up. I was good. Two hours later, I wasn't. And I received that breakthrough off of one thought. And that was what the devil means for bad, God is going to turn it around for his good. And that's what actually set me free. And so what began to happen is I started doing things outside of what I would do on my own. I just found myself doing things. I found myself just allowing God to lead me. And I became passionate about touching, healing, and inspiring the people of God. And it really didn't matter how God used me to do that. We're all born with gifts and talents. Mine is the gift to talk and to encourage people and to listen to who people think they are. And then taking that knowledge that I obtained from that conversation and connecting them to the source in which they themselves could be healed and inspired. And so today I'm very happy to say that I'm living in my purpose. But in closing, I just want to share this. The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Romans 11.29 tells us that. And that's one of my favorite verses of scripture. That's a scripture that I found years ago when I was going through. It speaks to the unending grace of God. It means that even when I make mistakes, God does not throw me away. 
the psalmist said in Psalm 30 and 5, His anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for life. Once God places his seal of favor on our life, he never takes it back. His gifts and his callings are irrevocable. And while I've always been attracted to the fact that God's gift and calling come with a lifetime guarantee, until recently I have never stopped to consider what differentiates the two. And since apparently we're going to spend the rest of our life with gifts and with calling, it makes sense that we get to know them better, right? The Greek word for gift is charisma. Our charisma is what draws people to us. It's the thing that is attractive to others, but the calling is what we have been born to do. There is often tension between charisma and the call, and this tension is evident when there is some correlation between the two, such as writing and speaking or singing and preaching. But it's magnified when they seem to be opposites. So what do you do when your gift or your charisma is dentistry, but your calling is ministry? I have a friend who actually had this dilemma. She was headed to a life of looking into other people's mouths, but she couldn't shake the fact that God had put a word in hers. Ultimately, she chose her calling over charisma. She left dental school and began to write, sing worship songs, and she's now ministering at a spirit-filled church and has never looked back. And for some of us, choosing between charisma and calling may not be easy, and actually it never really is. But the reality is that we may never have to choose between the two because they are so closely aligned. But if your charisma and your calling ever conflict, it would be wise to choose your calling. Gifts and callings are both irrevocable but only your calling is irreplaceable. Your gift is what you love to do, and your calling is what you live to do. And the Bible says in 2 Peter 1.10, make your gift, or it does not say make your gift an election, but in 2 Peter 1 and 10 it says, make your calling an election sure. Proverbs 18 and 16 tells us that our gifts will open doors for us, but our calling will help us open doors for others. Gifts are about passion, and calling is about purpose. And Tracy, I just want to thank you for offering me the opportunity to share this message, my interpretation of passion and purpose with the women that have chosen to step into the game, into this playbook project, because it actually caused me to study 
a different word. You see, purpose and passion is actually two of the things that I teach and that I help people step into. And so I could have easily used one of my flagship messages. But because God said, this is a new thing that he's doing. This playbook project is a new thing that God has called forth. And therefore, I need to, I personally need to change my strategy. And so it definitely encouraged me. And I pray that it did the same for each of you.